Hey everybody, welcome back to City Lights Podcast. Um, on today's episode, we have a guest, Ina Udiakeman, one of our uh, members of our youth, and she shared a testimony of how um, God brought light into her darkness, and he took a, a difficult time in her life and, and turned it for good. Um, she shared a verse, um, and it says, what the enemy meant for evil, he turned it for good. And um, this episode just highlights the fact that through our trials, through everything that we face, through um, you know, all the all the things we face in life, it brings us closer to God, and it brings us to the point where we may have nothing, but we have everything because we have Jesus. And um, it's very encouraging to those who may be going through a time of, you know, a season of um, you know loneliness or a season of hurt. And um, you know, we encourage you to listen and come and share your testimony as well. Also, um, you may hear some opening doors and whatnot. Um, we are, we do record in our church, which, you know, many other people come in and, and out. So we apologize if you guys want to donate a studio to us and you listeners. That'd be great. But um, God bless you guys as you listen to this episode. Hey, guys, welcome back to the City Lights Experience. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, um, yeah, we have, I don't know if you guys can tell, I'm pretty sick right now. I don't know whether it's allergies or... When I took a bunch of medicine, see if one of them works. Um, but we're back. We're doing an episode with a guest, Miss Ina Udak. Udak, say what's up. Um, so she came on wanting to share a testimony. She did not give us a sneak peek, so <laughs> we are going to be hearing it for the first time as well. We're excited. Vic is here too. Yeah, what's up, guys? But um, yeah, why don't we just get right into it, Ina? What's up? Okay, so I want to start with a verse, and it's um, Genesis. I'm not sure exactly, but it's what the enemy meant for evil, God used it for good. Mm. And so in this season of my life, I felt like everything was falling apart. Someone really close to me betrayed me, and kind of after that, everything else kind of started falling out of place. And it was obviously really hard at first, but... Um, I felt lonely. I felt worthless. Like I was existing on earth to just exist, that there was no purpose. And I've been a Christian my whole life, but it was in this season that God became everything for me and not just a religion. He became a personal relationship and someone that I can run to with everything. And everything that I lost you know, I lost so many things and I felt like I lost everything, but I gained everything in Christ. I, you know, I went to youth and I started going to youth and it changed my like my life and my relationship with Christ even more. And he started blessing me with responsibilities to serve him and so many amazing things. And it was so hard at first, but he was working like these trials and tribulations that I was going through. Um, were to change my character and he was more concerned with my heart than my circumstance and what I was feeling was not worthy to the joy that was coming and he changed me completely and from a young age my parents were divorced and so that obviously was hard as a child so I carried like burdens and scars but in that season I literally heard God tell me like, we're going to change everything. I'm healing it right now. 
So everything that I went through was to heal me. And I faced every scar and every burden, every pain head on. And I, he healed me. And, you know, he changed my character so much. I, I can honestly say that I became a new creation, new desires, new passions, a literally a new person that like it's almost unrecognizable sometimes. Mm-hmm. And one of the verses that kind of really stick out and, you know, match my testimony is First Peter 2.9. He called me out of darkness into marvelous light. And that was only by his grace. And so fast forward about a year. um, I was in the same like position physically, if that makes sense, of where I would used to be like suffocating in my sorrow. Mm -hmm. But this time after everything, I was joyful. I was at peace, but my circumstance did not change at all. In fact, it probably got worse, Mm -hmm. but it was like only by God's grace that that could happen. He changed my heart before he changed my circumstance. So even though I was praying like, God, can this please go away? He, his answer was no. And it was for a greater purpose than I could ever imagine. Yes. So, um, you know, that's a great introduction to, so when did this, you know, all start as like a, I don't know if you have a set timeline in your head, but, um, you know, when did this season start where, where God began to start changing and healing? Um, or changing you, sorry, I said changing, but. Like two years ago. So it's been a process. Yeah, definitely. Two years is it's a good amount of time, but you know, that process never ends, you know, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah, so I just kind of want to get into actually before, we, you know, kind of move on to um, more detail. As you were reading that, it reminded me of a verse that I love. Um, it's Second Corinthians 6, 4 through 10. Paul writes, uh, But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way by great endurance, in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger, by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love, by truth, speech, and the power of God, with the weapons of righteousness for the left hand, for the right hand, and for the left, through honor and dishonor, through slander and praise, we are treated as impostors and yet are true, as unknown and yet well known, as dying and yet behold we live, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet not yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich as having nothing but possessing everything. And I think that goes along great with, with what you said, and especially you said, you know, Jesus became my everything. And when we get to that point where we have nothing, but we have everything, um, yep. and that's, you know, the best place to be is when Jesus is our everything. Um, so I don't know if you want to just get into more detail of... Um, yeah, I actually wanted to share another verse that kind of says the same thing. Um, Philippians 3.8. Yet indeed, I also count all things as lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. Christ. And in that season, I lost some friends. Like they were, they said they were Christian, but their actions kind of didn't say the same thing. And even though I like 
stayed true to my faith, they, of course, brought me down Mm -hmm. to they were hindering me in my relationship because the more you surround yourself with, you know, godly friendships, the more that you are going to, like, progress. And so at first it was really hard because me and this particular person were really close, like literally hanging out every day. And it was really painful. But in the end, I was like, okay, this is what I needed though. And that was by God's grace that he did what was hard for him to watch me go through to ultimately bring me to peace, to joy. And then he blessed me and replaced that one friend with abundantly more friends that I could ask for, that their relationships are so much more worthy of my attention. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think uh, friendships is something that's huge. Um, you know, being young, being in the youth, um, you you meet so many people. You, uh, like every day, like you have the chance to um, to make that choice of which friends you're going to, you know, you're going to acquire, you know, you as you go on in life you meet other people and and I, I it's definitely true that you know friends can bring you down and I think the um choices you make now greatly impact the future you have you know right and we've said it before how you know those who, who you surround yourself with really matters and we kind of went into detail on previous podcasts on why it matters is because we're like sponges right we soak in what's around us and if we're constantly surrounded by people who are not seeking after God or if we're constantly surrounded by anything that isn't God, we're actually just going to be getting further and further away from him and our lives are just going to keep spiraling out of control. Whether that's like actually just spending time with him in like prayer and devotionals and reading your Bible or surrounded by other people who are all trying to get the same goal, like that is what we're called to do and that's kind of what you mentioned before with that um passage i think out of first corinthians or or whatever it was where we need just be surrounding ourselves with god and i'm sure you can testify to that and i'm sure all of us can do the same way and i mean that's like that's a huge thing um to do is is acknowledge that the friends you have right now you know you may have had great times with them you may have had you know all these memories but to acknowledge the fact that um it's not the right crowd you know, that's a very tough thing to do and, and to actually separate yourself from them. Um, I don't know if you want to go into that. How was that kind of like to separate? Um, you know, was it what did you have to kind of do? Um, it actually wasn't my f- like doing. Mm-hmm. It was God's. And he like I didn't have to do anything for it to happen. I was just like, God, I was praying. I was like this. I know that this is not honoring you. I'm like not a very confrontational person. And so whenever like she would do something that like would, you know, cause me to hinder or be hindered, I would like say something or just like distance myself, but I would never say, hey, that's not right. Stop dragging me down with you. Yeah. And, And so then I prayed and I was like, God, please remove what is not right. And my constant prayer was make me like you. And Jesus went through so much more than we can imagine he went through betrayal from his friend judas and so many other things you know and that you know glorified god because in his weakness his strength is made perfect and so when i said okay i need this to be removed from me he did it 
even though in the way that it happened hurt me, it ultimately made me better and it changed me. It was through that trial um, that I was changed and that something from my past childhood was healed. So it, it was like in that season, everything that went wrong attributed to something that I was struggling with. So it was like perfectly planned out. So this was kind of leading leading up to the point, kind of how you started with like the betrayal and things like that. Is Am I getting that right? Yeah. I see. Yeah, I mean, um, it's tough because, you know, as, as Christians, we're, you know, we're, we're called to love um, other people in your in your life, you know, and and I think, but at, at, at certain times, it's it's tough to say to do that when, you know, you're surrounded by a bunch of people and you may truly have love for them, but at the end of the day, you realize that um, they're they're totally they have a totally different uh, view on life, where they're you know they're not chasing God, they're running to different things, and it's it's very hard to um, to be friends with someone like that and not be impacted, you know. And that's why, um, you know, in Proverbs it stresses so much that we, you know, if we if we um, are companions with fools, we're we're going to be led to destructions. But you know, the people who who are um, spending time with the wise, um, you know, also in, increase in their wisdom. Right. Yeah, and I think it's just why the Bible highlights the fact that we ought to love our enemies. You know, I we I was actually just reading that today. Uh, I think it's in Matthew 5, where on the Sermon of the Mount, Christ says that you have you have already you have already known to love like those who do good to you. You already know that nobody needs to tell you to, you know, do good to others who do good to you. But now my commandment to you is to love those who persecute you, is to love your enemy as yourself. And that's just like that's such a revelation to us because it's not what we typically would do it's not what it's you know logical even you could say to do (laughs) is to love somebody who hates you who wants nothing but harm to you and would you say that you see this love for that person now yes um i try my best to love and to serve um her but it's like that same thing that she was the one who distanced herself and so if she's not receiving the love, then there's no relationship. I try my hardest, but I knew that it was for the better. Yeah. And it was something that I prayed for. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think the greatest act of love would to be continually praying about that person, you yeah. know, and and um asking God that, you know, they would that uh he would reveal reveal himself to her. Um and have that same change that, you know, we have all had, you know, as, as we desire for all of the, you know, our loved ones. Yeah, I think that's a common, you know, thing that people experience hearing this passage. They think, well, okay, I'm going to love my enemy and they're all of a sudden going to turn into my friend. Mm-hmm. But that's not how it works because, you know, the Bible commands us to look at our own life, to look at our own heart. And to show somebody love doesn't automatically mean that they're going to show you love back. That's just not how this world works. But as Christians, we are called to do that because God cares about our hearts. You know, not not to say that he doesn't care about, you know, your enemy or, or whatever, but with our with our in terms of our own relationship with God, it's our heart that matters. Nobody else's heart, nobody else's faith, you know. But so when you're called to love, it's it's that selflessness the same that Jesus had. I'm sure he loved all the people who persecuted him. He said, "Father, forgive them." they don't know what they're doing when he died on the cross and i think that's just like 
such a big, great example, such a big, you know, even encouragement to us where Christ even went to the cross for the people he loved, yet they were the ones crucifying him, you know. And it's just like a crazy uh, example and a crazy thing to think about. But that's the same thing that we're called to do. Right. And that sets us, up, sets us apart from the world. The world would say, like, never talk to her again. Like, you know, leave her in the dust, cancel her, whatever. But the Lord tells us different. And in <laughs> that opportunity to love her, it showed God's grace. And it also helped me because, you know, there's no form, formula or like code to forgiveness. But that's where I had to rely on God completely so that I could forgive her and then love her wholeheartedly and not just in my own strength. It was his. Um, yeah, just to continue further on, like with the timeline, um, you know, as, as, as going through healing and, and, you know, many people need that healing from from past things and and to um to have that forgiveness um and that freedom and that joy that you know only christ can bring um what are some like the hardest things that um you know maybe you had to give up or something that um i guess you know just in in the in that timeline well one of the main things was i spent a lot of time alone and so then, you know, you see all like your old friends, they're hanging out, they're having fun, you know, they're getting more friends and it's like, wow, I'm a nobody or like, I'm alone, I have nobody. But then that comes with humility because like, why do you need anyone else but God? Like he is everything. He's your mother, your brother, your father, your sister and friend. And that's who he became to me in that season. Um, there's a story in the Bible, Jesus was with his disciples and his you know, mother and brothers were calling out to him. And I guess he didn't like respond at first. And his disciples were like, yo, why aren't you answering your family? They're calling out to you. And here I have it pulled up. But he goes, who is my mother and who is my brothers? And he stretched out his hand towards his disciples. And he said, behold, my mother and brothers, for whoever does the will of my father in heaven, he is my brother, sister and mother. And so I had nothing in the worldly sight, but I still had God. And so in that sense, I had everything and I still have everything. Right. And it's in that in those seasons where it feels like we're all alone, that we can turn to God. And, you know, things might not fix themselves right away. You know, it's it's not might not be an immediate response on his part to send us, you know, friends or to send us somebody that we could talk to, but we can always talk to him. And I think that that's, that might be a reason why that, you know, it's not like a magic button where you can press it and then boom, poof, like you get everything you asked for right away, like in the moment, mm -hmm. but he sends us through trials. He sends us through, or he basically teaches us patience through those, you know, delays that he, that on our part, that it seems like, that he teaches us that he is truly all we need, like you were saying. Yeah, and um, you know, this this kind of this kind of conversation kind of reminds me of an old uh, K Love song that I'm sure we all know. Um, I think this is the, the chorus is, "What if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your healing comes through tears? And what if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know you're near? What if the trials of this life are your miracles in?" 
mercies in disguise. Um, you know, that's a hard thing to accept, you know. Mm. But the word does call it, it does say, you know, count it all joy when you go through these things. Um, and, and to uh, for me, just learning that it's like it's it's not about ignoring those things like, oh, they're there, but I'm just not going to think about them. But it's having that that peace beyond understanding to know that God has it in his hands. He's taking care of that. He's, he's healing. He's going through the process, even though, you know, we, we might be going through these suffering that, you know, like the God never said we wouldn't suffer. He never said we wouldn't have to uh, deal with all these things. You know, that's not what Christianity is. It's not an easy life where, you know, um, you're blessed and everyone's a millionaire. You know, Christianity is a, is a tough life where you go through the sufferings that Christ did and you realize, you know, I need this healing. I need, I need to be closer to God. I need to become more like him. And, and a lot of times the only way God can do that is through these sufferings, through different uh, trials to build our faith, to, to, to rely more on him, you know, praise God that he shows us how to rely more on him, mm -hmm. you know, and it's through these trials, through different things that we face. And a lot of times it feels like, you know, why am I going through these things? You know, and just recently in my life, I just it's it's been crazy where I'm like constantly feel like getting thrown around, getting putting this position, putting there, and it's like you know what is going on, God? What are you trying to teach me? Um, but all I've learned through this process is to to rely more on Him, and I and I want more of that, and it's a hard prayer to pray is to to mold me and make me because you know that's like the squeezing of the clay, and and uh, we talked about it before. Um, you know, you put a sword in in uh, in the far furnace and you bang on it and it becomes sharper with every blow, you know, just same with our lives. Every blow be makes us uh, closer to God. Yeah, refined by fire, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And John 15, I'm the true vine. My father is the gardener. He cuts every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Pruning is a tough process if you're a gardener. I'm not, but... You're cutting off a whole branch. That is a lot of loss. That's a lot of pain and trauma for the plant. But then it turns into like five more flowers, this and that. It's more fruitful. And that's what God did in that season of my life. Yeah, I mean, like as they do, as the farmers do that, they, they cut off those branches that are useless. Just like in our life, we have so many things that are not producing fruit is, is where actually it's just like bringing us away from god or it's just useless because god wants us to produce as much fruit as possible you know the only way we do that is through him yeah it's funny how these topics keep coming up you know because we've done a whole podcast on that we've done a whole podcast on refined by fire and it's just like you know it's clearly something that the lord is wanting to say not to only to us or at least has already shown us but to all of our listeners too you know like this, the, the fact that these things keep coming up, that all we need is Christ, that Christ needs to be our everything, our only only thing that is in our heart. And, and like you said, like refined by, you know, fire being pruned, going through these various trials and tribulations where it's where it's our lives being molded and shifted into what God has in store for us. And that might take the that might be painful, you know, that not, it's, it might not be like enjoyable in the moment but we know it's necessary mm -hmm. for us as christians yeah. because that's how we grow even a child right they have growing pains and and they're not fun things 
to go through. I, we probably don't remember them, but just seeing my little nephew is growing up and, you know, they just ache because their body is, is growing and is, I mean, I don't know exactly how it works. I'm not a doctor, but I, I can understand that it's painful for them and it's painful to go through and it's a perfect picture for what it looks like for us to grow, you know? Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, do you have, um, you know, any other kind of like what, you know, other things that God has taught you through this past, um, you know, season in your life? Well, that he taught me that the answer to everything is himself. And practically, what does that mean? That means his word. And his word is full of promises that he has given specially for you. And that they never fail. His love is never ending. It's everlasting. It's unfailing. Unlike this world, he doesn't give as the world gives. And one of the promises of God that in that season I held on to so closely was... I think Isaiah 49, um, 19, or 43, 19. I will do a new thing, and now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I felt like I was in the desert. But the Lord made a wellspring of life. Yeah, and it, it's amazing, like, that God can take... Um, any situation just as you the verse you mentioned before you know he takes what the enemy meant for evil that time of sorrow in your life that time of brokenness that time where it seemed like everything was against you and he uses it for his good you know he 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 brought you closer to him seeing that you know i may have nothing in my hands but i have everything in christ you know yep. and that's all that matters um I'd, uh, I just want to read uh, Second Peter, um, verse uh, chapter one, um, uh, verse five. It says, "But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control uh, uh, perseverance, and to, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love." For if these things are yours and abound in you, will will be neither barren or nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, you know we, we have to grow in our faith. We can't just stay. We can't just, um, you know, come to our come to the cross, drop everything off, say here's my burdens, here's my here's my sin, here's my pain, my shame, my hurt. Here, take it, and then that's it. We're done. You know, we 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 come to the cross, but we don't go through it and continue in our faith but we we just want God to take away everything else and and we're good to live life on our own but um you know God God calls us to a life of more life and life more abundantly you know and we get that mixed up but it's like okay abundant life yo where's my Lamborghini where's my mansion you know that's but abundant life is when the glory goes to God abundant life when is it's not no longer I that live but Christ that lives through me. That is abundant life. When he gets all the glory, when when it's no longer Victor or Ina or Victor, it's it's Jesus Christ living through us. And that's when we have joy, peace beyond understanding. All these different, you know, the promises of God be, become accessible to us through that. When we give up our, ourselves, our, our anything that we, our, our desires, and we say, Jesus, my life is yours. That's abundant life. Amen. Amen.
um, you know, as, as I think this is a good closing point. Yeah. Um, you know, we always like to offer um, our guests to anyone who may be listening, who might be going through these same things that you went through, you know, her um, having to distance themselves, distance themselves from, uh, you know, other people that are bringing them down or, you know, what is some advice? What are some things that you'd, you'd want to encourage this person? Well, I want to ask a question to everyone listening. If Christ was all you had, would that be enough? Would that change the way you love? Would that change the mm. way you live? Would you still be joyful? Because if not, your joy is not placed in the joy of your salvation. It's from this world. And this world will always fail. It's actually going to pass away. But the word of the Lord never passes away. Mm-hmm. And that's where you have to keep your hope. That's where your identity is found. And so though everything around you is crumbling, you still have the solid, firm foundation of Christ. And that's where your identity is found. Yeah. That's where your joy is found. If that's never leaving, then your joy and identity is never leaving. Yeah, I think that was beautiful. And, you know, it even gets me thinking just about my own life, you know. And we can be seasoned Christians. We can, have you know, have been saved for a decade or whatever. But still, it's important for us to actually ask us that question. Because, you know, people can just live their life and they can be living a lie that they told themselves that, they prayed a prayer 10, 15, two years ago. It doesn't matter how long. And they think that is what saved them instead of their belief and their constant going back to the cross, seeking that sanctification that Christ also offers us. Because it wasn't just we were saved, but we were sanctified and justified. We are renewed. You know, when we fall down, when we fall back into our sin, we can turn back to him. And that is where we find our joy. Amen. And nothing else will, you know, give us that same joy yeah to continually run to jesus you know that's what faith is when every second of your life every thought every everything you do is revolved around christ and worshiping him bringing him glory and not leaving room for anything else yeah, definitely mm-hmm. like we can talk so much even more about that but actually this is just something that ravim mentioned to me a few days ago he was just talking about something simple like his Bible that he left it here. And he's and he was on the phone, we were driving to church and he's like, I have faith that my Bible was left at church. And and I'm like, Okay, that's that's a little weird. And he's like, No, the, my Bible is at church. You don't understand. It's gonna be right here where I left it. And he had that kind of faith. And he said, The reason I have that kind of faith is because I don't have any other option. He was translating that day and it was like a parallel Russian English Bible. And it was just like, he went and he found it and it was right there. He's like, see, I didn't have any other option and it was right there where I left it. And that just got me thinking and I'm like, wow, like that kind of faith where we don't even have the opportunity to trust in anything else, but we have the faith that God is and God will do what he said he yeah. will do. I mean, we always, you know, we love that hymn. We love singing, um, nothing in my hands I bring simply, simply to the cross I cling but, you know, if your hands are full of something else, you can't cling to the cross. You know, if your mind is set on something else, you can't be thinking about Jesus. If your heart is chasing something else, you can't be seeking God all the time, you know. And um, and Jesus, you know, God works in us to to bring us to that point where all we have is Jesus. And that's, that's abundant life, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's when we're able to have joy, even though we have, you know, all we have is Christ. But that's everything to us, you know. But um, praise God. You know, I, this is a blessed episode, definitely. And Ina, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Um, sharing your testimony. It's it's difficult sometimes. And, uh, you know, to 
say the things that are hard and that that kind of cause us um, pain. But we encourage anybody who's listening who wants to share their testimony. Um, we always get a bunch of text messages and and different things where people are like, "Man, I love when this person shared their testimony," or, you know, I love that episode because it you know brought me encouragement and and um, that encourages us. So, come on and um, share your testimony. You know, we all have one. We all have different things we go through, different things that happen to us in life, and it, it's uh, very uplifting when we when we see the other Christians um, go through the same things. Yeah, thank you, Ina. I mean, it was great. It's you had some time to you know really get the get the message down. <laughs> yeah, uh, it took a little bit for you to come on here finally, but we finally got it. And God bless you. God bless everybody listening. See you next time. See you guys. Yeah.